Hey, what is going on, everyone? I am so excited to be here today, and I'm so excited to start this brand new project. My name's Andrew. You can find me on Instagram as St. Croix Cards, and I am just pumped. I don't know about you, but I love a good old-fashioned road trip. Maybe that's my Midwestern roots when my parents didn't have all the money to fly us here and there and everywhere, but I absolutely love to take a road trip. Now, I don't like to take a road trip by myself. I gotta have people to go on that road trip with me. People that will share in the experiences the atmosphere of wherever we're going, the highs, the lows. And, and when you get, when all is said and done, you have those memories to share. And those memories that you can share for years to come. And that is what this show is all about. Because we are on the road. We are on the road together. We are on the road together to the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. It's coming. It is coming fast, and I am so incredibly excited. At, at the time of this recording, we are T-minus 74 days until that November 20th start date. Man, and it cannot come fast enough. I don't know where you're at in your knowledge of the World Cup, Maybe this is your 15th World Cup, which would be about 60 years ago. 1962, if you know your World Cup history, you know Brazil wins its second in a row in Chile. Or maybe this is your very first experience with the World Cup. Now, this show is, is really for everyone. It's a community to come together and just enjoy the road to Qatar. Now there's going to be some ups and we're going to see some great soccer played in, in club level here over the next couple weeks. We're going to have some lows as well, but we are going to get to experience this together. Now, as a former teacher, history, social studies, geography, I think it's really important that we start with Qatar. Where is Qatar? Trivia question, right? You're like, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, but, but Qatar is a border country of Saudi Arabia. It's actually a peninsula. It juts right up there into the Persian Gulf. And that is where we're going to see 32 of the world's best teams descend during the World Cup. Now, those 32 teams are broken into eight groups. So each group gets four teams. So this is the overall outlook of the World Cup in Qatar. This would be considered what we call the group stage. And some of you are shaking your head right now and you go, yeah, yeah, I know that. Some of you are tuning in and don't have a whole lot of knowledge of soccer or the structure of the World Cup. And so we're going to catch you up to speed so that you too can be a part of this. But if you're looking at the countries, if you're looking at the groups, you're going to see that there are some really Really, really good matchups that are going to come down between November and December. Now, I love soccer. I love 
the atmosphere that the World Cup brings. And by no means have I seen 15 of them. But, but I am pumped for group play. And if you have a team that you follow, if you are cheering on a team like England or the U.S. men's national team in the United States, you know that in your group, you play each team one time. So every country is guaranteed three games. And if you win, you get three points. If you tie, you get one point. And if you don't get any result, you lose, you get zero points. Now, at the end of all of this, at the end of group play, we shift our attention into the knockout rounds. Now, the teams with the top two point totals, and we might have to throw in a tiebreaker here or there, but the top two teams in every group move on to the knockout stage. Now, that is where it gets really interesting because if you didn't qualify, if you didn't make the knockout stages, thanks for playing. Thanks for coming to Qatar. Have a safe trip home. Get ready to go back to club play here in a little over a month. But if you do qualify for that knockout stage, you are in for a single elimination tournament that is ultimately going to crown the winner of the World Cup. Now, this is a great bracket. If you take a look at the screen, if you're not, you can actually see who is going to have to play who based on the groups. Now, my, my focus instantly goes to the U.S. men's national team. If we finish first or second in our group, we are looking at playing either the first place finisher or the second place finisher of group A. And then you can kind of see how matchups might face. It's always fun to play the what-if game. But this is where it really, really gets interesting. Now, all of these games. So from November, uh, from November 20th to December 18th, we are going to have the opportunity to watch 64 World Cup games. Now, I'm going to say that again because it's awesome. 64 World Cup games in the span of 29 days. Now, if you're in the United States, you might be asking, where am I going to watch? Real simple, Fox, Fox Sports. That is where we're going to find the games. But with the World Cup being held in Qatar, there's a few time differences that might become a challenge for many in order to view them live. What do I mean by that? Well, if you have a full slate of games in the World Cup, you usually you might have four games a day during group play. Now, I'm from central Wisconsin, so central time zone here. I'm looking at games starting at 4 a.m., 7 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 a.m. Now, that's early. And if you love soccer like I do, you're going to do it no matter what. But with this not only being the first World Cup in the Middle East, it's also the first World Cup ever held not during the summer months. So if you are middle school, high school age, those are the people that are going to have to go to school uh, minus the Thanksgiving Day break, but they're the ones that are probably going to be on their laptops, their iPads, their phones, trying to creep in and seeing some of the live action during the course of a school day. 
it's not ideal. And I feel for, you know, central time, I think I can handle four and seven. Think about the people on the Pacific coast. I mean, you're dealing with 2 a.m. start games and 5 a.m. for round for the second game of the day. It's going to be tough. And therein lies my first kind of idea of is when the games happen, an investment opportunity. If a player or a team or a performance happens at 4 a.m. in the morning, central time, is it possible that you can capitalize on buying cards before everyone else knows what's taking place? Now, before I go any further, I've thrown out the word investment and, and you know, the, some people are going to start talking. First and foremost, I am a soccer fan. I, I, I listen to soccer. I watch soccer. I listen to people talk about soccer. I love to talk about soccer. But during this show, I'm going to provide you with information, data from Card Ladder Pro, but I am in no means giving you financial advice. You want to be really, really careful about uh, the information that you take in and, and who you're listening to. You know, because this, this hobby for me has always been about fun, enjoyment, and really it's the people that I meet that I absolutely love this hobby. I, I For so many years, I was an Arsenal supporter and it was just me. You know, I would wake up early with my, my Arsenal mug and my, my Alexander Lacazette jersey on, and I would sit down and I would cheer on my team by myself. When I found the hobby about two years ago, it was one of those things where I was like, there are other people like me. And, and from that moment on, I thought, you know what, this, this has got to be a way that we can connect people. So I'm here just to talk, to have a good time, to give you some, some information that maybe will help you make decisions, but by no means am I offering you financial advice. But there's a few things that you want, want to look at as you start to think about maybe who should we be investing in. Now, on our road trip, on the road to Qatar, um, I don't know if you'd call this the road rage moment or or the, the Daffy Duck moment. Uh, you know, I, I do some, some you know, for, with the kids that I had in the classroom, they'd get a kick out of, you know, my imitations. But the old boy is this idea of playing into the hype of the World Cup. Now, I'm pretty much a regular at some of the card shows here in and around the state of Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I've gotten to the point where I walk in and, and I see people that I know and I'll be like, hey, any soccer today? And they'll be like, no, no, I don't have any soccer. I don't know anything about that. Or they'll say... The only thing I know about soccer is Messi and Ronaldo, which we'll get to here a little later. But I was at a show a couple weeks ago, and I was going around, and I asked one of the vendors who I didn't know. I said, hey, you got any soccer? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of soccer. And I said, oh, great. Can I see it? And he's like, no, no. Holding that for the World Cup. And, and I kind of looked at him, and I said, you know, we're 90 days roughly from the World Cup. He says, oh, no, got to hold it, got to hold it. The, those prices are going to build. And I said, well, can I, can I just ask who you have? And he was like, oh, I got them all. You know, I got all the big guys for the World Cup. I got Messi and I got Neymar and I got Ronaldo and I got Holland and I've got Mbappe. And, and it, it brought me to this point where I was like, wait a minute. 
a lot of people don't even know if you're not a, a hardcore fan, if you're not a soccer guy or girl, you don't really might, you might not even know who's going to be there with the release of some of these products. You have this, this waffling of, you do see Erling Holland in product and it might give you the false sense that he's going to appear in the world cup. If you haven't been tracking it, if you don't know. So the first, the, the, the two things I would just want to touch on is, is first and foremost injuries. That is the biggest thing that I've kind of been tracking lately is, is as, as clubs are, are in their seasons and we're over a month in now, are players who would play in the World Cup getting injured? And, and the biggest example that I could give you right now is uh, Jesus Corona, uh, who plays for Sevilla in, the, in La Liga, but he is a Mexican international. He was going to play in the World Cup. He was pretty much a lock on that roster. And then he breaks his fibula and he damages his ankle and he's out four to five months and there is a good chance that he is not going to make the World Cup. So if you thought, you know, I'm going to invest in Jesus Corona, I'm going to make sure that I get some of his stuff, you know, in the on the screen you can see that it's its 2018 uh, World Cup Blue Laser Refractor. Uh, this is out of 125. But for, for him to have hope that he was going to make that roster and, and make an impact for Mexico at the World Cup, uh, is no longer really an option because of injuries. Now, more and more injuries are going to come rolling in. So that that idea of investment, you know, invest at your own risk. Now, as I was saying, that idea of who's going to be in the World Cup, this is going to be the only image that you're going to see of Erling Holland as we talk about the World Cup because he's simply not going to be there. Now, I picked one of his, uh, you know, a little bit more of a higher pop count uh, in one of his rookies, his 2019 Topps Chrome Bundesliga rookie card. And you can see that pop is 1,057. And on the right-hand side, you can see his chart. And, and I kind of highlighted two, two areas for you to kind of keep in mind. Now, his last sale did just over $785. Or $785 uh, is, is the, the last price. And I want you to take a look at the arrow first and foremost. You're going to see that first spike uh, just a little while ago as he signs officially with Manchester United, comes back into the Premier League. But it's the bar on the far side of that graph that I want to point out. And that's really his performance over the first month of the Premier League season. Erling Holland is, is lighting up the Premier League. Now, in three games between August 27th and September 3rd, he scored seven goals in three games. He had two hat tricks in a row and had seven goals in three games. And look at where his market is going. Now that's great. But the hype train of Erling Holland, maybe it's back. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just a small blip on the radar. He puts keeps putting in seven goals every three games, and everybody is going to be talking about Erling Holland. But when the World Cup kicks off on November 20th and Norway is not present, there is a whole month where no one is going to be talking about Erling Holland. The focus is going to be on the players, on the pitch, for the countries that have qualified for the World Cup. So I, I, you know, for as many people who are out there saying I'm holding my 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 World Cup stuff, I'm holding my soccer for the World Cup. 
a lot of it is not knowing. You know, I, I always told my students, knowledge is power. Do the research. Know what's going on in the hobby. Some of you might be relatively new and, and you might be asking your the question, where do I start? You know, I, I know football or I know basketball or I know baseball. And maybe you're one of those fringe guys around the soccer where you're like, you know what? I know the four big names. I know Holland, Mbappe, Messi, Ronaldo. Maybe you throw in Neymar. You know the big five. Now, when I got into the hobby, I had somebody uh, – give me some advice and says, you know what you need to do? You need to go online and Google the 100 best soccer players. And I was like, you know what? I know a lot about soccer. I know a lot about the history. You know, maybe I could see where these guys stack up and where these line up. And so when I started looking, one of the first things that gravitated to my attention was I was like, man, I, you know, some of these goalies are really high on this list. And their prices are really low. Maybe I should just go and buy a lot of goalies and watch their prices go up. So if you if you look at this, this is just going to give you an example. You know, I, I kind of equate it to, you know, the goal scorers of soccer are like the quarterbacks of football. Like that's where a lot of the market goes and who is scoring the goals. Your Messi's, your Ronaldo's, your Neymar's—they are going to command a premium price. Uh, in this instance, you can kind of see I'm using 2014 that that flagship Prism World Cup set. Excuse me. Uh, you know the Neymar PSA 10, just the base, sold on September 6th for $89. Now you look at Manuel Neuer, who is a goalkeeper for Germany. You know, as Neymar is for Brazil, and they're one of the favorites. You got Germany, who is a very strong team. Uh, normally in the World Cup. And here is their starting goalkeeper, Emmanuel Neuer, who still is the starting goalkeeper for Bayern Munich. Uh, but his PSA 10 goes for, you know, under half of what Neymar goes for. So I did. I bought some from some goalies right off the bat thinking, you know, I've got, you know, uh, Dono, you know I've got Gigi Buffon and, and Iger Casillas, and, and I'm doing really great. And, and this is going to be fantastic. I'm going to watch these cards go up. They didn't. <laughs> they they didn't and that's okay uh, because I do really really love those two goalies I think they're iconic I think they're great I think they're they're going to go down in history as some of the best and and for me it, it's not so much about how much profit can I turn you know I love soccer I love soccer cards if they're not worth much or they're worth a lot but if you're just getting in you definitely want to look at those goal scorers and, and if if those 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 superpower those super guys are are way out of your league. The Neymar's, the the Messi's, the Ronaldo are out of your price zone. That's when you start to look at some of the the younger guys. Um, you might hear people talk about prospecting, but who are some of the guys that could make a big splash in the World Cup? Now, almost every show I go to that I ask people, "Hey, you got any soccer?" and they go. I, the only thing I know about soccer is Messi and Ronaldo. And as I started this, this new show, I, I thought, you know what? Maybe that's where we should start. You know, for those people who are coming in, who are listening and thinking, you know what? Uh, I'm interested in the soccer world. I've heard of Messi. I've heard of Ronaldo. 
Uh, and this is by no means a, a, a segment where we're going to say, you know, who's better, Messi or, or Ronaldo. I love them both. Uh, we have been spoiled as a soccer community to be able to watch them for, you know, the past couple decades. And But I thought it would be good just to see where their card markets are. So here's here's Messi's index on on Card Ladder Pro. And, and I think it's important that we kind of take a look. And you can see, you know, a pretty steady decline, uh, not not too much, uh, but there is some some decline there in the index as well. But I thought it would also be good to, to couple with, you know, at the end of that graph, you kind of start to see it leveling off, maybe even turning a little bit more uh, north or positive. Messi's had a pretty good start to to his to his season at PSG in in Ligue 1 in France. He's played 530 minutes. Uh, that's six games. He's got three goals and six assists. Pretty solid numbers as, as he gets going here uh, this year. Uh, one of his flagship cards, uh, that, 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 that first 2014 Panini Prism World Cup card, uh, number 12, uh, is, is currently that PSA 10 is going for $170. That's sold on the 2nd of September. Uh, but, but one of the things I, I wanted you to see also is that graph on the side. Now you can see that it it has it has peaked you know well above 200 before and it has kind of come down and maybe that has something to do with people you know not not loving base uh, but but his cards tend are looking to be on the upswing quality of play PSG is usually uh, comes out on top in their league uh, they're always a, a play in Champions League uh, which was going on this week Tuesday uh, and today uh, at the time of recording. Uh, they played yesterday and, and won two to one. Uh, but really, there's also that interesting front three with Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe at PSG. And the World Cup is coming. You know, I, I you know, what is it going to look like? What are what are those storylines going to be? Is this Messi's last World Cup? Could be Ronaldo's. Could be Neymar's. Could be Lewandowski's. I'll never say it's it is officially their last World Cup because I've. Being from Wisconsin, I saw Brett Favre unretire like three times. Uh, Tom Brady unretired. You, you just don't know. But but as as age as this is his, you know, as he's has made multiple World Cup appearances, we're starting to see a rise in that prices. And, and the reason I chose base is is that pop count that you can see uh, over two thousand two thousand one hundred fifty eight PSA tens. You know, people might say, well, why didn't you choose something a little more rare? The prism. Uh, you know, that that prism of 2014, that is a pop count of 29. So not a lot of sales going on. Uh, you might be able to find one or two on eBay, but usually those prices are pretty high uh, if they're there. But but Messi is starting to, to kind of creep back and creep north in his pricing. Now, the other one that I want to touch on is, of course, Ronaldo. Here's his index. Uh, and you see it, it was pretty level for, for a while there. And it, it's kind of consistently gone down here o- over the, the last couple months. And that might have a little bit to do with the saga. Uh, if you're following transfer uh, news, I am all about the transfer news. Every morning I'm getting up and I'm checking who's going where, where is, you know, is Ronaldo staying? Is he going? What's happening, man? You do they want him? Where can they offload him? Uh, can anybody afford his wages? Uh, but, but here we are uh, a few games in, we're six games into the season. He is still at Manchester United. Uh, they've had a recent run of success uh, and they even beat, beat my arsenal here this last week, uh, which, which uh, ended the, the five game winning streak. Uh, and that was sad, 
But but I think it's important to note too is you know he he's only played 206 minutes in in, the, in those first six games and, and those six games he doesn't have any goals he doesn't have any assists uh, and and a lot of those appearances are are coming off the bench so it'll be really interesting to see how his playing time at Man United develops uh, and and seeing where uh, Ten Hag has him playing uh, if he is going to be the central focus or or if he is going to be that super sub at Man United uh, you know time is going to tell but he is is really on a, a pretty pretty good Portugal team that has the possibility to go really deep into this World Cup but prices are starting to come down a little bit now you can see here again that flagship. We're going to compare and contrast that Messi and Ronaldo. Here's his 2014 World Cup. Uh, this again is his base, his PSA 10. The last sold price, just the Messi, about 170. This one's about 142.50. Pop counts about 1500, 1520. Uh, but you can kind of see it, it's fluctuating a little bit there as well. But I think a lot of it has to do with the play. Now with Messi, with Ronaldo, you're really not worried about legacy. I mean, if you've tracked their careers, both of these men are absolutely phenomenal. It has been a joy to be able to watch them play soccer uh, over the over the past 20, 20 years or so, uh, you know, as we've looked at, at their careers and just watch them play out. We're seeing some of the best that have ever played the game. I sometimes feel very, very fortunate, but, but sometimes spoiled as I'm like, who's, you know, are we going to get to see anything like this again? Uh, but there's good indication. But here again, another another graph for you. You can take a look. You can see uh, that the the green is Ronaldo, the blue is Messi. This is over the six month window. This is still that 2014 PSA 10 uh, base of of the Panini Prism World Cup, and you can kind of see just how they've kind of crossed over each other uh, as as the past six months have gone, and and you really do see that that Messi is outperforming. Ronaldo currently uh, that's I'm not saying that it's going to stay that way forever but I think a lot of that personally has to do with it with what people are seeing maybe you know Messi really wasn't in the news so much uh, in, in any kind of transfer saga uh, this is his second full season at PSG he's getting comfortable there in Paris where he spent his entire career at Barcelona so there was going to be a little bit of change and time to adapt where Ronaldo Manchester United has, has struggled to, 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 to score goals. I never say he's, he's lost his form because I've seen him play uh, a number of times. And, and uh, I just won't say that about Ronaldo. I think he, he's always, he's always got the possibility of, of scoring goals. But last year, before we wrap things up, I don't want to talk too long today. I, I got to talk about one of my, my favorite sets. Uh, and that would be 2017 tops Chrome. I think this is one of the most beautiful sets uh, of soccer cards. Uh, I think this is one of the most beautiful sets uh, ever created. The parallels, the color, uh, if you will. And, and I think it's important that we kind of look at, at both of Messi's and Neymar's. Now, I didn't take base. I didn't take silver. I wanted to take a color. I wanted you to see some of the color. Uh, if, you're, if you're listening and, and you're not watching this, we're looking at the 2017 Topps Chrome UEFA uh, Messi and Ronaldo Purple Refractor. Uh, this one's out of 250. This is a PSA 10. I'm going to start with the Messi. Uh, the, the last known sale, uh, August 22nd, uh, and again, thank you, Card Letter Pro. It is so great to be able to just kind of crunch the numbers, see what things are going for. But his PSA 10 on August uh, 22nd did $1,250. Uh, 
and that that that's that's quite a jump. You know, if if you if you want to get into some of these kind of uh, numbered uh, of of iconic sets, uh, twelve fifty was the last sale. That you don't you don't see an index on these. You're not you're not going to see a chart. Uh, they just they don't come up as often. They don't sell as as often to to chart that process. But I I do think it's really interesting to look at the price points here. We talked about how Messi in the base of 2014 Prism is outperforming Ronaldo. And at first glance, you'd say, well, that's not true across the board. And, and you would look at, at Ronaldo's purple refractor out of 250, out of 2017 tops Chrome. And, and you would see that his last sale, even though it was in July, uh, sold for $1,680. I like to dig a little deeper. I like to say, okay, what is the, what is the reason and rationale for the uh, $430 difference. And and I think it all comes down to the population. Now, Messi has 46 PSA 10s out there in circulation. So you're going to see those probably pop up a lot more. Ronaldo, on the other hand, his PSA 10s for those purple refractors is, is at a whopping 18. Now, these two guys, I am watching like a hawk in the World Cup. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to to soak it in. Because, you know, a lot of times I get so ramped up and fast-paced, and there is, you know, you can sit down and and watch game after game after game after game, and you can read, 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 and you can talk to people about all the things that are happening. You know, the older I get, the more I just want to sit back and enjoy and watch the people who are great at their craft. That is messy. And that is Ronaldo. You know, when I go to these card shows and and people say, all I know is Messi and Ronaldo, usually my response is, that is a fantastic place to start. Because it's, it's, it's a great place to start. These guys have been just great ambassadors of the game. People outside of soccer know Messi and know Ronaldo. And it is going to be an absolute blast to watch these guys take the pitch in Qatar. Now, this is just episode one. We got a lot more. Uh, I've got a lot more that I'm thinking about as, as we get into the road to Qatar. I hope you enjoyed this. I, I just love sitting and actually being able to, to verbalize you know, what I'm thinking, uh, what I'm looking at. And kind of going on the road with y'all as you as you get ready, as you get pumped, as you get excited for the World Cup. You know, as we continue on this show, I want to take a look at the groups. I want to kind of break down uh, those teams in the groups, those players in the groups, uh, those that we know, and maybe some of them that we don't know. Uh, maybe some that are already on our radar, and maybe some that we might want to look at a little bit closer as the World Cup comes closer to closer. Now, as we continue, it's not just going to be about the group play. Uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, what are we seeing at card shows? Uh, what are we finding when we're, we're searching online? Uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you have listened this far, thank you. Uh, I, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, but don't don't hesitate to leave a comment, uh, a question. You know, I'd love to, to to have you be a part of the conversation because this is really all about community. This is all about traveling together, enjoying this this experience as we move on to Qatar and to the World Cup, and then as we just digest the games and enjoy it because it happens once every four years, and then it's gone for another four. 
And so I'm just so thankful that that you stuck stuck around. Thanks for for listening in. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, again, you know, leave them in the comments below, or you can always DM me on Instagram. Would love to talk to y'all. But you know, have a great rest of your day, your evening, and and most of my Instagram posts, I, I always leave it with with the simple words, you know, make it a great day. You know, make it a great day. Every day is what you make of it. Enjoy yourself. This hobby is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. I've enjoyed myself. I hope you have too. And we'll see you again on the next episode.